Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Aperva Gokul has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Aperva. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for April 19th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from Washington, D.C., your boy, Mr. Big Chris Ashley. And I'm the show's producer. <clears throat> producer Roger Chang. Yes, he, yes, indeed, you are. Uh, good to have Chris, host of the SMR podcast, back with us uh, again. Chris, how how you been, man? Been great. Still grinding on the diet kick. Still working out. Still talking tech. Still loving life. So I was going to yeah, say, everything's good. You are big, Chris Ashley, as in muscle and personality, <laughs> but you are not the big Chris Ashley that the wind can't blow down the streets of Canada anymore. <laughs> I wish I, uh, you know, it, it was a weird little thing that happened. And so, yeah, I, it was, it really caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, what happened? I was in Canada and there was a gush of wind that came through. It was a very windy day and I actually had to take a step backwards and it really just kind of made me. Like, oh, because you were light enough to be pushed taken by away. the wind. It's mm-hmm. never happened in my entire Welcome life. Welcome <laughs> to the way that some of us live. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'm on the other half now. <laughs> well, uh, Chris has been uh, thinking a lot about the earbuds, especially with the Surface Buds coming out. Uh, and of course, as we know, Sarah has been talking uh, or been testing the Jabras uh, for our Live With It project. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about earbuds in a bit, but let's start with a few tech things you should know. Sources tell 9to5Mac that Mac OS 10.15 may include support for Siri shortcuts, which allows users to create custom voice shortcuts for app actions, currently in iOS only. Screen time would reportedly gather data about how much time is being spent in apps with parental controls available to limit certain apps' uses. There may also be a new Apple ID management functionality to system preferences with better family sharing support, similar to what's currently available in the iOS settings app. Mozilla is taking Project Things, its implementation of the W3C standard Web of Things, out of the experimental stage, adding new logging, alarm, and networking features, along with a new name, Mozilla Web Things. Web Things Gateway will be a privacy and security-focused piece of software distribution for smart home gateways, and Web Things Framework is a library of reusable software components. It's meant for commercial projects, so Mozilla hopes the manufacturers pick this up, put it in their device, 
devices, and then Mozilla can become a trusted agent for users of smart home devices who may or may not trust the other service providers or manufacturers out there. A little bit of journalism snarkiness going on with the Galaxy Fold. The title of Joanna Stern's article on the Samsung Galaxy Fold for the Wall Street Journal is Samsung Galaxy Fold Non-Review. We are not your beta testers. The Lux $2,000 folding screen phone could be destroyed simply by removing a clear plastic sticker. Yep. That's actually the title. And Dieter Bone's review from The Verge has actually been changed. It is now titled Samsung Galaxy Fold Review Broken Dream. The future is still very fragile. So we've talked a lot about this this week and going to go ahead and let Joanna and Dieter speak for the rest of us because yeah. I haven't seen one yet, but they seem fragile indeed. I think that that <laughs> says it all right there. You got to watch Joanna's <laughs> video too. It's pretty hilarious. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about BlackBerry. Let's do it. MTech announced that it will end service for BlackBerry Messenger for consumers as of May 31st, 2019. Following the announcement, BlackBerry announced that it was making the end-to-end encrypted messaging platform BBM Enterprise, a.k.a. BBM, BBME, 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 I think, yeah. BBME, uh, one of those two, available to individuals immediately on the Google Play Store and coming soon to iOS as well. BBME will be free for users for the first year and then cost $2.49 every six months after that. Pretty affordable. Amtech initially partnered with BlackBerry to expand the BBM consumer business back in 2016. You know, BlackBerry said, uh, we think security and enterprise is probably where we can succeed, but we'll keep trying a bunch of things. Well, they did. They tried this one. It didn't work. Uh, BlackBerry Messenger for Consumers by Amtech was, was kind of bloated. There, there was a lot of adware and stuff in there. So I'm not surprised, but I'm glad that BlackBerry is going to make BBME available for everyone. I mean, I don't know, Chris, you've got your own message solutions. I know. Uh, does this appeal to you in any way? Hey, you know, I'm I'm always, you know, happy for the, the little guy to continue doing their thing. And it's kind of weird calling BlackBerry anything, yeah, right. a little guy, right? But uh, yeah, no, because I, I imagine the only thing that you're going to get out of an enterprise version of BlackBerry uh, Messenger is the encryption. And WhatsApp has that already, uh, you know, end to end. So, you know, why am I going to pay for 249 for this? Yeah, unless unless your company is using a whole enterprise suite from BlackBerry and it's part of it, I guess that that might, yeah. that might be a reason I could think of. But yeah, yeah, that won't last long because Office three sixty five is eating everybody's lunch. Yeah, and they really need to stop that. That was my lunch. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities in the southern Chinese province of Guangdong have given approval to Tencent to begin selling the Nintendo Switch console with a test version of Super Mario Brothers in there. Sources tell Reuters that approval in Guangdong, where Tencent is registered, opens the door to sell the console nationwide, so it won't be just in a limited area. In China, if you didn't realize, the Ministry of Culture and Tourism has oversight over video game hardware. That's why they needed that ministry's approval to sell it. However, video games themselves need to be approved by China's State Administration of Press and Publication, Although test versions of games don't need licenses as long as they're given away for free. That's why they can bundle in Super Mario Brothers. But man, uh, there is a backlog because they put a pause on approving new video games last year. And Tencent is actually one of the companies that's hurting from this because they've started approving them again, but there's a huge backlog. So bringing a new game to market in China right now is problematic because they're still approving games from last summer. I can't believe that we're still talking about anything that's like it's news when china allows something in 
after all these years as as uh, business savvy as the, the Chinese government seems to be, uh, you would think that they would like, you know what, this stuff makes money for folks. So let's let it in. Let's figure out ways to make money off of it. And, you know, and it's almost as if like they're creating this line, you know, just to create the line so that it still you know seems kind of the unicorn thing. Oh, we let you in. It, it just doesn't make any sense to have this much resistance to stuff like this. Yeah, I'm also interested how, you know, okay, so <clears throat> the Nintendo Switch, pardon me, being available in the country for anybody who's, I don't know, in, in China or knows a lot about, uh, you know, uh, what what folks are, are are clamoring for. Is this going to be a big seller once it does become available and you can just go to a store and buy it? Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, mobile does very well in China, and Nintendo games uh, through Tencent and others have been very popular in China. So the intellectual property is going to give them an advantage there. Uh, and the fact that mobile gaming is is kind of the first gaming. In China is a very mobile-first culture. I think the Switch kind of appeals that way. Yeah. Uh, to your point, Chris, there were hundreds of other pieces of hardware that were approved in the same list with the Nintendo Switch, so it's it's not like they don't approve things, but it it does make them lag behind. I I'm curious. I don't know if we have any listeners in China because I don't think they can directly access the the website through the through there. But if someone knows uh, and is on the ground in China, maybe we'll ask Eric Olander uh, whether they feel they're missing out or whether they feel like yeah, you know, it's kind of an interesting, cool thing from overseas, but we've got our own stuff here. And because you kind of do yeah. end up having your own versions of things in China. Well, it's yeah. interesting because the Chinese government finally lifted the ban on video game consoles back in 2015, and so up until that point, between 2000, I think, is when they. Uh, 2000 when they kind of implemented the initial ban on consoles uh, not on consoles not, not video different games, than the ban i was talking about earlier just to, in case people got confused yeah. he's talking about yeah. a hardware ban that was lifted in 2015 yeah. and yeah, so yeah. a lot of the gaming culture came up through pcs and mobile so it, it would be interesting to see if they can generate that culture of oh this device is what i play games on now instead of just you know pulling out your phone or going to your pc which has been the case for a much longer period of time and if they can kind of you know turn that around so to speak yeah yeah, yeah. Android police spotted a test showing up in the Android version of Netflix, at least for some users, which includes a new row called Play a Popular Episode, which lists shows like New Girl, Our Planet, or The Office with a play button and a shuffle icon. The play controls for an episode of such shows offers a random episode options as well, next to audio and subtitles. Now, before the show, I was like, eh, I don't want this. And Tom, you were like, I do. I mean... I do. I, I got more <laughs> excited about this before I read the details. Uh, Netflix experimenting with random episodes. I'm like, this is great. Can I just push a button and it takes what it knows about me and throws up an episode of a TV show that A, it thinks I will like and B, is like from an anthology like Planet Earth or, or something like New Girl where, yeah, there's a story arc, but it's not that important. Uh, or maybe it knows I've already watched it, so it's okay to just throw up a popular episode. I want that lean back experience sometime. I want to just turn on the TV and see what's on. That's not what they're doing here. Here, you still have to make yeah. a choice. You still have to choose the show, and then it'll show you a random episode of that particular show. I don't know. So this isn't as appealing as I thought it would be for me. Yeah, so how you laid it out would have been acceptable. 
you know, but just, you know, pick a show and watch a random out. No way. Because I can think of a show like the OA that I'm watching on Netflix that if I, you know, gotten to like, you know, the middle episode, it had just destroyed the whole buildup from <laughs> that would one through five. No, yeah, 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 it wouldn't have worked, you know. And so, yeah, so I, I get it. So it would have to have some caveats as to what type of shows like a like a new girl or something like that. That's funny. It, you know, there's no build up between the, the episodes. You can just watch it and be like, oh, that was funny. Let me go check out the rest. It's interesting this came up because just yesterday there's the there's that series on Netflix, Love Robots mm-hmm. and Death or something. Love Death and Robots, yeah. Love Death and Robots. And it's an anthology series. And I didn't think much of it. It was popped up. It wasn't until my daughter was going through and she clicked on a YouTube clip of that. It's like, hey, that's really interesting. I'm I I want I actually went back to Netflix to watch like four ep- four different episodes. And I would have never seen it if I didn't get a taste of it first. And I think this would be kind of geared for people like me who are a little overwhelmed by the choices but don't necessarily have enough time to kind of sit there and decide and delve into like oh let's see what this show's about do you have previews turned off or something because i do but those those previews don't necessarily explain like especially for an anthology series like uh love death robots or whatever the title is i don't get a sense i've i've seen that but i don't get a sense of it in it's in that same way so you're saying the youtube clip was more effective than netflix's own internal promotional yes i literally watched a 60 second (laughs) clip on youtube and it got me interested more in the series than their little uh, pre pre preview ro- role. Well, and then there are people like me who I am also crippled by choice, but I'm just like, I'll pay for YouTube TV, even though the price just went up because sometimes I just want to put on the National Geographic channel and mm-hmm. just show me what you're going to show me. Right. I'm the, sitting here already. The equivalent of the I'm feeling lucky button for Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that that's what we're going for here. It's not exactly that, but... That's it's it's that kind of like yeah put on the radio and just you know have somebody curate you know your choices for you type thing. So with the Office, yeah. for instance, I've seen them all. I could see me being in the mood like ah oh, I want to watch an Office, but I don't know which one, and this is handy for that use case. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah pick one cool. for me. That's fine. yeah yeah. I don't know how often that's going to come up though. Facebook AI research has created two deep learning networks that can create a controllable video game model based on five to eight minutes of video of an actual human being. One of the networks maps a pose and a control signal to the next pose so that you know where I am and where I'm going. And the other network maps that current pose, the new pose that it's going to turn into, and the given background so it can then render that action inside of something else with with having the shadows and everything uh, and not worrying about the background. Together, the model of the real person can respond to arbitrary user-defined signals. Now, if you're not quite following me, basically what I'm saying is they can take a video of you and create a video game version of you that you can then control with your controller in a video game. They, they show the result and it's not perfectly smooth. They have a tennis player where they show him playing tennis and they capture him and then they're able to take him and put him in like a video game version of tennis or even in another video of someone else playing tennis and control him. And it's a little jaggy. It's not perfectly smooth, but it works. So this is pretty cool. Um, I've always been a big fan of like even back in the day when uh, EA had uh, Tiger Woods golf and you could you know, upload your picture, your face through their website, and right, then you right, can add it to that. the game. And uh, 
you know, I always liked to see him. The voice was terrible, but uh, I did, uh, I did like kind of seeing you know, a resemblance of my face on my golfer. And then I did make him nice and chubby too, just to represent <laughs> me all the way. But, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of like it. You know, you know, I would love to see more games be able to support that type of thing. Like, you know, I just started up the division too. And obviously the first thing you got to do is you got to build your character out and, uh, you know, put all the, the hairstyles and all that stuff on it. So, you know, being able mm-hmm. to do something like this, like here, let me move around for five minutes. Okay. Put me in the game and now I'm rumbling and tumbling and, you know, taking back Washington DC. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely down with this. Yeah. My initial reaction was like, Oh, cool. So I could be in the basketball game as myself playing against Chris type yep. thing, dunking on him even. But, <laughs> but, that, but it's like at the same time, it's like the fun of building your character, building your avatar and making it however you want is we're, we're all very used to that as well. I, yeah. I don't know how much I really want to play as myself all the time, but again, haven't done it yet. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely depends on the game, but most of the games I play, I would love to use this for sure. Destiny. Well, I, I could see it. The other thing it might be useful for is virtual reality. So mm-hmm. it, you could you could not only be yourself in the game, but you could be yourself in virtual reality, which could be used for games, but also just for avatars, for for yeah, virtual presence out. and and meetings and concerts and chat and all of those kinds of things. Yeah, meetings would be kind of interesting. I know one of the things we're doing a lot more is when we have these broad meetings with customers, we're actually starting to leverage the cameras more so that we can you know just make it more personal and interact. So. You know, it'd be kind of cool to be like, everybody go into the virtual meeting room. Yeah, yeah. And sit down. You can see everybody sitting the there. You can see when they're looking at their phone instead of paying attention. Now put your oh. on. <laughs> uh, anything that makes a meeting more fun, I'm down for that. Yeah, so. yeah. No, this is cool. And, and you know, uh, we, we don't have to put a, a big bow on it, but it was nice to have a uh, story even tangentially related to Facebook. It's their research arm that wasn't about a privacy violation. So that's I know, nice. right? The USDA has launched a two-year pilot program to let individuals on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP, shop for groceries online. The pilot will initially roll out in New York State, and SNAP benefits can be used at Walmart, Amazon, although no Prime membership is required for this, and soon ShopRite as well. The pilot will eventually expand to Alabama, Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska, New Jersey, Oregon, and Washington with more retails expected to join down the road. I love this. This well, and if, if folks are unfamiliar, uh, maybe they're not from the U.S. Or, or they haven't heard of SNAP. It's it's like f- what food stamps used to be. It's that's the program that has grown out of that, uh, and so it, it allows folks to to get their their food. And SNAP cards being taken has been a big deal as SNAP cards were rolled out. And so the idea of it being available online kind of proves to me that we we have permeated society with the internet such that it's important to give people this option so that they have the full range of, of shopping options because some of the cheapest stuff they can find might be available online. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, <laughs> anybody who shops online enough knows that that's usually the case. Yeah. I love it for a different reason. And I, I love it for the fact that, you know, there's still a stigma attached to folks that need to use these programs. And so, you know, why put them, you know, under that, you know, the, the false shame that you need, you know, some folks need help. And so being able to just order from home, have the food delivered and not have to go out in the public and then have somebody rolling their eyes at you or giving you a dirty look because you're using your EBT card uh, to pay for food. I, I just love this, you know, for just just from that perspective alone. 
Yeah, I mean, the cards kind of helped in that because the food, when you had stamps, it was real obvious when someone was paying with stamps. Yeah, this, yeah. This, if you're not paying full attention, you might just think somebody had a credit card or something. But sometimes you have to ask, like, oh, do you take this? And so right, I, I get what you're saying. Like, this, is, yeah. this is a lot more like, you know, nobody has to know. Even the delivery person doesn't have to know. It's just between yep. me and that online form. That's a good, really yeah. good point. And just the conveni- the convenience of having things delivered to your house. It's there are certain situations where I mean it is the difference between me kind of you know pressing a button and getting the food the next day, let's say, and having to go somewhere and it's a hassle. And you know the the, the stigma aside, it just it 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 takes out some uh, just busy work about this whole thing. That that well, yeah, you know, like, well, if some of us don't have to deal with it, well, especially okay. if you have kids. Yeah, it's like yeah. it would so it streamlines a lot of uh, a lot of the work, especially for folks that can't. Or it's it's difficult to get to these locations anyway. Mm-hmm. They don't have a car. They don't yeah, have yeah. transportation. So yeah, I I love this. I'm I'm really I'm really happy about this one. I mean, I granted some people may not have internet access or not easy internet access or may not even have a mailing address uh, that that need to use this or at sure. least a mailing address that could handle packages. You know, uh, or that they mm-hmm. would feel safe getting packages delivered. But it's better to have more. Options, options than not have them. Agreed. So even if some people won't be able to take advantage of it, some people will. And I think that's good. Yep. Hey folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. Now, uh, we talked about, I think back on Monday, the the Brad Sams report at therot.com uh, that Microsoft is probably developing a pair of wireless earbuds, uh, codenamed Morrison. Uh, we don't know anything else about them other than there's this weird thing about how they might improve your ability to read somehow. And, and we're still waiting to find out some interesting uh, details on that from Microsoft. But Chris, I know this caught your your ear, so to speak, uh, because we're seeing a big change in headphones these days. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things uh, I'm a headphone nerd to some extent or a junkie. I just say not a nerd because I don't know all the ins and outs, of them, but I love headphones. I always get them. You know, especially even over the last two years, trying to figure out which ones you could work out better with, which ones you could travel better with, which ones, you know, are just good for casual, you know, which can cover all all of those uh, points. And uh, so, yeah. So when you're looking at the the different innovations they've had, they put the, the, the strap behind the neck for the sports athlete. But that sucks when you're trying to bench press because you lay on your head and it starts to move your, air, your, your headphones Sarah around, knows. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> over the ear is great but it lets in too much sound so you know on the planes it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a bit noisy around the ear is great but it, i sweat a lot so it, cu- it catches the, the the you know a lot of the sweat yeah so, i hate it when you it cools up like that that's not good right but on the plane it's awesome because i don't you know especially if i'm sitting next to the the you know close to the engines or you know just crying baby you know mm-hmm. love the babies but i don't necessarily need to hear it uh, you know, for the next three hours. So, you know, so all of these different things. So, you know, the in ear was probably to me, one of the biggest innovations they've had, um, throughout the headset life cycle. Um, so I'm really excited to see if Microsoft can do anything more innovative with the headphones, because one of the things they did with their, uh, surface headphones, I bought those cause I lost my those are the over the ear ones, right? Yeah. yeah they're over the ear. Um, they're, you know, one of the expensive ones, they have noise cancellation, but the, the one thing they did, which really, it, it's so simple, but it just blew my mind was the fact that they put the controls on both ears. So, you know, play pause is the same, you know, whether you tap the right side or you tap the left side, tap once, you know, double tap, triple tap for rewind, 
same on both ears because you never know when you got the backpack in one hand and you're trying to do something else in the other hand or you got the weight in one hand and you're trying to do something else in the other hand I, and what they did with the volume control is they took the outside of the ear cup and you it's a dial so there you can dial up or down if you want to adjust the volume and you know i don't adjust the volume that often when i'm using my headphones i usually set it and i'm good to go and then the other side is a dial to adjust the level of the noise cancellation so you can mm. let in more sound if you need to have a conversation or less sound when you're ready to go do something so that that just that little bit alone really to me took the headphone to the next level so i'm quite excited to see you know if they do if they can pull off anything with these earbuds because you know earbuds are still relatively new what kind of things would you want to see from earbuds in general whether it's microsoft earbuds uh, or anybody else coming out with new wireless earbuds what, what what's what's some of the stuff you want them to innovate with well i'd like to see a bit longer battery life for sure i definitely would like to see uh some type of new connectivity and this is for all headphones in general just yeah i'm sick of bluetooth it's so flaky and uh, i've talked about this before i'm so annoyed with bluetooth it's the worst so some type of new connectivity maybe use the same technology to use for the controllers um i don't know but uh definitely see that but beyond that you know why not get into full uh you know, like streaming music server support on the on the headbud on on the earbuds, so I can get log into my Spotify on my earbuds, and I don't need to take my phone anymore. I don't need to add it to my watch. I can just do it on my headphones. So, how would that work? Would it would it like recognize your ear shape, or did you just say a password? Like, well, I think it would use a web interface, and then you know, and then it because you know these things are talking to you now. At least you know they're giving you the voice recognition. So I would think that you could. Um, you know, you would set it up through a web interface through your phone, and then you know you could then just use voice commands to it. And just okay, say, hey. so that, I mean that's not too far off from having uh, Amazon Voice Service or Google Assistant, right. or, or Siri built in, which some of these do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we're close. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's there. You know, the uh, you know with the assistant support to the phone, but uh, you know, just and it wouldn't have to be as in depth of what you're doing on the phone, but you know, and maybe even just full on LTE device support i don't need a phone i'm going full uh communicator mode and yeah. just run out the so you, headphones so you, like, I, I see where you're going with this so you would you might have to set it up once connected to some other device but after that it would have its own connectivity right. uh, it would know it was you you maybe maybe there's some security that you could put with the way you tap or a password you yeah. say or something uh, yep. but it, but if your phone's not around you still get your music your podcast whatever Yep, because uh, like with Bluetooth again, like I'll go. For, I went for a walk this morning. And I got my headphones on and I put my phone in my pocket. But as I'm walking, I'm trying to ramp up the pace. My phone is bouncing, and then all of a sudden the Bluetooth starts cutting out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not a problem. Uh, you know, if I just had it right on my on my right in the earphones. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, and I know some people get those little wrist wraps or the armbands and uh, put the phones in there. I got guns. They don't fit me very well. <laughs> I mean, and my it's like like I'm not strapping a huge phone to my like that's just not gonna. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not. It it's, doesn't it's not work. Comfortable. Yeah. I yeah. Have mine so I'm. You know, I have the same issue where I have to bring a little satchel of some kind, which isn't no. the end of the world. But if I'm jogging, it can be annoying. It's annoying, right? And it just we're talking about convenience at this point. You know, not talking about anything that's needed. But I was just like, man, what else could we do with these headphones that would be super cool beyond where we're at today? 
Well, you know, I, and we we've talked about the fact that I'm I'm testing out the Jabra 65 t- the Elite 65 T's, which is uh, big our, are yes, yeah, same same uh, of the of the earbuds themselves. Uh, yeah. The Bluetooth leaves a lot to be desired, and you know it'll be fine for like a good month or two. And then mm-hmm. yesterday, I had like it was there was like a meltdown. I was even on like Jabba's support mm-hmm. page, like what's going on? No, I don't know. It was just some Bluetooth thing. wasn't yeah. really the wasn't really the fault of the earbuds. But no. that that aside, and and a reason that you would want your phone is that. Jabra, and I'd love to know if other competing earbuds have anything like this, has a very extensive app where you can you can choose all sorts of stuff like, do you want more noise canceling or less when you're out and about? Mm-hmm. Do you want more bass? Do you want, uh, if you're listening to a spoken word, podcasts and the like, do you, you know, like there are like several um, – ways that you can you can change the way that it sounds to you. You can you can choose things like I want it to be more noise canceling unless I'm not playing anything, if they're just in my ears and then I can hear more of the world. It is well done. Very extensive. Yes. Yeah, it's well done. So these Microsoft headphones, they have it built into the surface to the uh to the Cortana app where you have very much what you were talking about. And, you know, I'm familiar with the Jabra one setup as well. Sony has a pretty good setup. Surprisingly, the Bose app is not that good. Mm-hmm. Not very good. Not a lot of uh, equalizer settings. Not a lot. Not a lot. It's just really just to set up the, the device altogether. Um, so, yeah, but I, I, I truly enjoyed being able to pick different equalizers based on what I'm listening to, being able to, you know, control the amount of bass, that I'm hearing and, you know, the amount of noise cancellation, uh, I agree with you. So th- those things I, I think are awesome uh, so far. So I was just like, man, this, you know, Microsoft tends to do hardware every once in a while. They just knock it right out of the park. You know, sometimes they're like, eh, but every once in a while, they'll just like poof, out of here. Well, uh, when Microsoft finally comes out with their earbud announcement, we'll be sure to check back in with you and uh, find out if they if they measure up. Uh, yeah. with what they bring out. I uh, also wanted to mention an email from Simon. Uh, we were talking about the Sony MDR 7506 headphones last week, and he recommends velour ear pads. They're inexpensive. They cut down on the flaking of the uh, built-in pad of the headphones over time, and they don't make your ears sweat for marathon sessions. Uh, so you might want to, I don't know, for your over the years. That, that's a, that's a really good tip because I, I, I think I mentioned this before. It's I, I love these headphones. I would wear them to bed. They're very comfortable, but they do get warm, especially if you know I'm like editing for a few hours at a time. You got a little sweat going on. And I would recommend these because that's what I did. These what are, are work. these? I can't. These are the Biodynamic uh, <laughs> EDT250V headphone pads, and they mm-hmm. fit right over the Sony. You pull off the old pads, you put oh, okay. these on. Cool. They work great. I've had them on for six years, and they stop the sweating. Nice. There you go. Yeah. I mean, unless you like sweating. I don't know. I don't know a lot of like pro ear sweaters, but hey, you're probably out there too. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. If you have sweaty ears or not, you are welcome. You can submit stories and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. Got a group there. Facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Well, big thanks to Chris Ashley. Uh- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. For joining us, uh, Chris, if uh, if folks don't know about SMR Podcast, uh, let them know what they're in for and and tell them where to get it. You know what? If you want to check out Three Fools... That are actually relatively <laughs> professional in the in the technology industry, <laughs> but they can talk a lot of tech, but also have some social uh, conversations and uh, just a lot of fun. You you really feel like you're a part of the us our crew when you're listening to our show. Come check us out at SMR Podcast. We're really three really close friends that uh, do a weekly podcast and been doing it for quite some time now. You'll get bathroom remodeling tips. You'll get yep. tablet comparisons. You'll get enterprise tech recommendations. You'll get yep. flight tips. Yep. Uh, it's all in there, folks. Check it out. SMRpodcast.com. Barbecue tips. Yeah, you get some good barbecue food. tips from you guys. <laughs> uh, our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month. Uh, we're uh, in the double digits uh, behind, like 10 or 11 behind right now. Uh, so we just need like 12 of you to join DTNS right now. Uh, just head over to patreon.com slash DTNS, pick your level. It can be a dollar. Uh, if you give a little more, you get a little more. We've got some interesting membership perks there. Uh, I'm going to have an editor's desk later on today for people at the $5 level that will explain why we picked the stories on Thursday and Friday that we picked, including today's show. So go check that out and become a member right now at patreon.com slash DTNS. You could be part of the golden 12. Could be. Or whatever we want to call it. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We love your feedback. Keep it coming. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more and tell one of the future DTNS patrons uh, more about it at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Join the Golden 12. See you Monday. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.